Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot not discuss the latest in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise, 90 Day Fiancé, the other way. As you probably know, our podcast, Tender Loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, has a new episode each Wednesday. And in that podcast, we break down two shows from TLC Network past or present and deep dive and discuss the glorious chaos we have decided to watch even more tlc and getting on the new season of the other way we release it as a more content for you our beautiful trash tv loving listeners Kate, 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 how are you i'm good how are you doing hey living the dream and um, first of all we, we we need to discuss that you are now in different digs I'm looking at you in a different situ. You had discussed last week that you were moving. Was it a good move? It was a pretty smooth move. I moved apartments in my same complex, which really worked out for the best. I was looking for new apartments. I applied to different ones, didn't get them. And then my landlord was like, do you want to renew your lease? And I was like, I'm so glad I had the foresight to be like, well, do you have any better ones than what I have? And she did. And so I just, I got to stay in my, I love my little neighborhood and it's such an upgrade. So I'm so happy. Well, guys, I can see it and it looks delish. So you are now um, getting your potty from a different location. Um, Kate, I will say, I, you know, Kate and I had a little chat about her moving and stuff like that. And obviously Kate, Kate always goes in Sages and Palo Santo and things like that. But I also gave her another couple of tips of moving in and protecting it from, you know, negative energies, spirits, demons. And I realized that obviously that just comes second nature to me, but also because I do have a new podcast obsession. 
Oh no, what is it? <laughs> okay. It's gone from bad to oh Polly. All right. So I you everyone knows I was having my my dateline obsession. So my dateline podcast, just brilliant. Basically, it's just the dateline episodes are audio. It's just the audio and they put it on a podcast and they had billion episodes. May have gone through them all. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, now I need something. And you go to the suggested. By the way, if you should if you see what my suggested podcasts are, they're dark. They're either dark, they're a mix of like blood, gore, horror, true crime, kids that kill, or like reality TV shows. And then this one popped up and I went, oh, I'll give it a go. And it is, let me get this pulled off my phone. So the show is, I'd heard about the show. It's on the Travel Channel. Don't know why shows all made it to the Travel Channel. And it's called The Dead Files. Oh, okay. Oh, God. It is so good. So it's basically the show and it's just shoved, the audio is just shoved on a podcast. So I'd never watched it before because it's so many paranormal, but it's a guy, guy who, by the way, his title and intro literally makes my heart sing. He's like, hey, I'm an, I, <laughs> can do some accent work here. <clears throat> hey, I'm an ex, I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. And I go and I work with blah, 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 who's a spiritual medium. And we talk to the dead. Oh, I I just got transported to New York. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And by the way, he doesn't open by saying, hey, what's going on over here? No, but I'm eating a pizza and solving (laughs) crime. It's over here, over there. Uh, No, he, give me my coffee. Um, No, he... He's an ex, literally that title, a retired New York City homicide detective. If I ever go to a dinner party and I meet someone with that title, I'll marry them, anything. I will. It's a dream dinner party guest for me. But he is like a hardened detective. And he on this show, God knows how this show came about. But it's him and another woman called Amy Adams. No, not Amy Adams. Amy (laughs) Allen. That's it. She's taken a strange turn in her career. (laughs) Hard left. (laughs) Um, Amy Allen. And Amy Allen is a psychic and medium. And uh, what happens is, is the, hey, cop goes into, someone will come in and say, listen, there are severe hauntings. And it can range from, you know, your house to, um, um, your house to maybe somewhere they work. Oh, uh, we had like a, a, a hairdressers where there was seriously volatile stuff going on. There was a woman who filmed a um, movie in an abandoned prison and she found a hat. Here's a clue, guys. Don't do this. She found a hat in the premises and took it home because she thought it was cool. It's like a baseball hat. And she said, from then on, my life has been torture she says i have ulcers i got extremely ill out of nowhere people in my house were getting ill she says i am haunted by these dreams i can't sleep there's people in my room it's insane so what the detective does is first of all he does his new york detective work and he goes in with the person that's asked for help so if it was your home he'd meet up with you 
and he interviews you. And honestly, you hear him. He obviously is a detective, but his questioning is not softball. Like he's like, you got to tell me the truth here because there was one kid that you went in to interview and he's like, there's, he was only 18 years old and he's like, I can't sleep anymore. This is my parents' house and there's stuff going on here and I don't know what to do. And he's like, what, what did you do? And the kid's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, have you ever interacted with the dead? And the guy's like, well, I did do a seance. And the detective is like, you're not telling me the truth. I, he goes, I spent X amount of years in New York city. He goes, I know when someone's lying. And the kid's like, well, we've done like 17 seances here and they were playing around with the dead. And he goes, okay. And then what he does is before he interviews them, then he goes into like, say it was a house, a residential house, and he would take all identifying things off the wall, whether it's family photos, whether it's anything to give a clue of who's living there or anything historic, whatever, covers it all up, takes it off. And then Amy goes in and does her walk. And then the dead start appearing to her and a majority of the time she kind of describes what she's feeling what she's seeing and then at the end they compare and she's a sketch artist as well that she'll say there's a man in front of me and he looks like this sketch artist does it and then they show it to the person at the end it's so good interesting okay this is this is uh, so different i mean i'm sure it's been on for a while and people probably listen to probably heard of the 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 dead files but it is great to listen to whether you're gardening walking around doing your laundry whatever you're doing it's a great show but there is some dark shit on there though i'm telling you okay anyway so because of that i'm just like (laughs) let's protect our space protect our space salt 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 um but apart from that you know i've been busy listening to that busy listening to that right now um I am in a situ where all I wanted today, Kate. Now I don't, I don't know. I haven't been to fast food places like you know drive-through places long time, right? Mm-hmm. All I wanted today was some McDonald's fries and a diet coke. Oh. And Kate, this stuff. Di- I am sat in my bed right now. It's still light outside, but I am sat in my bed, cozy, cozy, talking to you about reality TV shows with a little mcdonald's diet coke and it is a dream that is so good the fountain co- diet coke because i'll tell you i just had wow. the bottle which is my wow. least favorite way to drink diet yeah. coke i yeah. like i like a crisp cold can if yes. i can't have fountain yes bottle in a dire moment i obviously will have a bottle yeah, but, yeah. what are your thoughts on uh, this is controversial what are your thoughts on coke zero i I'm okay with it. If I have the choice, I'll do diet. I will drink Coke Zero if it's there and it's all I can have. See, I love a Coke Zero. Love a Coke Zero. And I would even dare to say above a Diet Coke. And there's a Coke Zero cherry. (gasps) And I'm okay with that in a bottle. I had that, I think, when I was visiting and staying with you. That was good. I like it, Kate. I like it a lot, my Coke Zero. I never get the plain Coke regular but went out for tacos the other night with my partner mm. and had a Mexican Coke out of a glass bottle. Amazing. Mm. <laughs> so it's now weird. there's it's always a choice when you want to get the full fat Coca-Cola. Yeah. And I will never forget a time in L.A. that I apparently was completely unaware that this was so passe or so, such a faux pas, I would say. I was in college and I was in the, I, we went I was in journalism. We were in the newsroom and I'd gone to the cafeteria and I bought a Coca-Cola 
and I walked into the newsroom and it was similar to, you know, the scene in a movie when someone walks into the local town bar and the music like scratches and everyone turns around. But no, my friend at the time, she turned around and she, so she literally looked at me and discussed, she's like, you got a full fat Coke. It was as though I had just killed her firstborn. I was like, um, yeah. She's like, whoa. I was like, well, okay. I So that was when I first learned that apparently, you know, we we have that on a treat, but that is a good treat. And the as they call it, like the Mexican Coke, mm-hmm. that is the Coca-Cola that we have in England. That's mm-hmm. in English. There is a massive difference between Coca-Cola in England and Coca-Cola here because we use cane sugar like the Mexican Coke and that's why it's different and it's so good. Okay, yeah, it's way, way better than, I mean, Mm. regular plastic bottle Coca-Cola here. we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. But like sometimes if I'm out at a restaurant I'm not having a martini, I'll think, you know what, I'm not really a dessert person. I'm going to have a full fat Coke and always enjoy it. Always enjoy it. Yeah, you, you deserve a little treat. Little tree. <laughs> All right. So I've got my Diet Coca Cola. We have Trash TV. Yep. So, Kate, we are on episode do, 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 nine. Nine. A beautiful thing is never perfect. Hey, uh-huh. now we didn't have strange, we didn't have strange, beautiful this week. No. It's okay. We didn't have strange, beautiful because there was a lot to get into with the other ones. Yeah. Um, We had a Jen. Generishi, a lot of heavy Nicole and Mahmoud, mm-hmm. um, Danielle and Johan, uh, definitely Isabel and Gabe. And then we had Jamie and Chris. We had four, you know, we had a lot of those, but it was just strange, beautiful Debbie and Osama that we didn't have this week. They're coming back next week, though, yes. I think, with some good scenes. So that was good to see them in the preview, at least. Yeah. Who do you want to start with, love? Let's start with. Let's do Chris and Jamie. Yeah. Okay. Not a ton. What's the opening scene with those two? It's their wedding day. And, oh, right. Uh, right. So they're heading to the, not chapel, I don't know, hotel? I didn't, yeah, it was some resort hotel or something. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, I fast forwarded quite a bit of this. Because- oh, okay. I didn't think there was going to be a lot of drama and I didn't think there was a lot of her coming in and saying, oh, my sick baby. So I was like, it's just going to be vows and how much they love each other. And that's not what I'm here for. So what happened, Kate? Okay, so the segment started with, it was a lot of Chris telling the camera, you know, and I want to bring this up to you. Don't you feel like the voice that she uses in her confessionals is so put on and strangely, hmm, I have a hard time describing it, but it's sort of like, and I just love her so that's a, much. That's a very good observation because I'm not going to be able to like unhear that now because you're right. It's this, it's a slower her, she, you're right. It's an affected type to to assure us all how in love she is with her. It reminds me of when you're younger in middle school or something, and you're starting to have friends over for the first time, and your parents kind of put on this voice of like, "Well, welcome, Always. welcome to our household," and you're like, "Who are you?" Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds me of. It's this sort of like I'm putting my best voice forward here, and I want to be 
come across a certain way. Mm, so anyways, she tells us, you know, after the setback of me, maybe having to go back to the States for the lawsuit or the court appearance mm-hmm. and, you know, all this neck pain I've been having, oh, oh. Uh, we just, after all that we've been through, we are here and we made it. And I'm so happy to be getting married. And I was like, okay. Um, uh, can we also remind ourselves that this is them, that their preparation for marriage is as follows. They've been talking for, can't remember the exact date, let's say two years online. First time they've met. And also um, Jay, Chris didn't speak to Jamie and vanished for like three months. And they've been in each other's presence for nine days. And this is their prep for marriage. Right. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember if it was like a month or three. Was it three months she disappeared or was it a month? I can't remember either. I'd like it. Yeah, it was was a long period of time. It was a period of time. Yeah. So uh, she meets, we find out that she met, remember those two friends, those guy friends of Jamie's? So they come in to say hi to her while she's getting ready, Chris, and she's hugging them like they're old friends. And she goes, oh, they, you know, I met them. I was able to meet them last night and they now understand that I'm not leaving Jamie again. I'm not going to disappear on her. And I'm like, do they know that they met you for a couple hours? And they are the only people at this wedding. These two friends. Wow. In person, they have uh, Jamie. Daughter Star. I remember yeah. Star. She was going to come, but then her ex- her exam schedule got changed for well. she's in college or whatever, so she couldn't come. She probably also just didn't want to come. It, sure. It, I'm just guessing. But sure, sure. <laughs> sure, sure. That would be me anyway. Be like, yeah. oh, yeah, I have a test. Uh, so her kids are on the Skype, or, and then the her mother... And then um, some of Jamie's friends or family are on there as well. But in person, Uh, it's just her two guy friends. Wow. And um, Chris is wearing her mother's wedding dress from 50 plus years ago and a flower crown. And I want to say I did think she looked lovely. I like to hear that. She was doing a vintage look and then Jamie looked very modern and fresh. And they they looked very beautiful and happy on this day. To me, I was like, this is the calm before the storm because we know there's stuff coming. So Hey, it's so funny you just brought that that up about how long were they, you know, did she vanish for? Because we've been teased not only as we've mentioned a couple of times on here, the production van fight, which I and I'm itching for it it is a screaming match where one of them is running into a production van so that we have to see but also you know we were teased with oh she's probably gonna have to go back to alabama for this court case and then we actually did see footage of her in america skyping or facetiming with jamie and saying and jamie saying chris i haven't heard from you in a month so what, we need to get into this, guys. TLC, like, come on! I, I, I need. I don't want to see the vows and how much they love each other. Let's get to the fighting. What is the truth? So it was. It was an episode of love, smooth sailing, no problems wah, for them. Wah. They're crying. I want to be with you until I take my last breath. That's her vow. And until I take my last Xanax. Sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, and she said that the she didn't care that the ceremony was all in Spanish. <laughs> couldn't understand a word of it. It's like, it doesn't matter. I don't need to hear it because I can feel it. What about assets? What about a prenup? What about the oh. legality of getting married over there as opposed to America? Anyone want to talk about that? Wait, wait. Did you see the preview? What's coming up for them next episode? No, what? Oh my God, the van! They're, they're <laughs> starting a business. They're starting a food truck together. I can't with the. I'm. Where is okay. the capital coming from? This is so insane. We, we see this preview, and Kate and I's favorite is a 90 day fiance couple that wants to go into business together. It's beautiful disaster. So, um, yeah, you see them going up to this decrepit old American yellow school bus falling apart and chris going oh my god this is so great there's ammo hanging off the seat it's disgusting there are people living there are there are people asleep on the chairs in there and she's like oh my god anyway and then they sit down and the guy's like this is twenty thousand dollars so i that's what we need to get into first of all this is the first time we've heard about this food truck business they've been in person for nine days they've already got married why not do this? It's cuckoo. Can't spend a hundred more dollars on rent per month. Yeah. We can on a whim buy a school bus. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure why not? Sure why Makes not? sense. Makes sense. Absolutely. So that was them. Um and let's go to how about who's next? Who's next? Our next couple will be let's do Gabe and Isabel. Yeah. Gabe and Isabel, this was kind of repetitive. It was an important episode for them, but it, I felt like the scenes were really repetitive and drawn out. Essentially, we'd left them last week with um, Isabel and Gabe informing Isabel's parents that he was a trans man. And it was kind of left, like, are they going to accept him? Are they not? And they're beautiful people. And we saw them say, well, the, the true essence of, I think, being... Um, a person that believes in a higher power is what that is what they said is that God is love and that we don't judge anyone. And I was like, boom, exactly. If everyone could have that, that calls themselves Christian or calls themselves religious, it would be beautiful because they were like, that's just what it is. They were shocked. They they didn't suspect. They didn't really know. They didn't. They asked a couple of questions, and then they had this lovely scene where they were hugging, and Gabe was like, great, and Isabel was relieved. Then. They kind of dragged out over and over. And then we went to another scene, though, where they go, they were shopping. Was it for fabric? I don't know what they were shopping for. Oh, no. Are you talking about with the mom? Yeah, with a mom. That. I think that I think that maybe that's her job. She's a seamstress, maybe. Because oh. I saw a sewing machine and she, they were talking about uniforms she was making or stitching. Got um, it. Got so, it. yeah, she goes in to talk to her mom about it. About And then about marriage. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. And the mother was essentially just like, well, what about waiting? And they kind of made it dra- more dramatic. I don't know if the mother was saying, you need to wait because how well do you guys really know each other? Because he's just moved down here. And she does have two children. It's a huge thing to ask someone to become a stepdad. And um, and so the mother kind of said that. And that was about, am I missing anything? I know I'm glossing over it really quickly, but um, I still- there was a there was a really lovely scene with Gabe and the kids at the um, ceramics studio. Oh, I didn't see that. 
So Gabe took the kids to go. It was one of those uh, little activities where you paint the glaze onto an already made uh, oh, like bowl. Oh, like a color vine? Co- yeah, like a color me vine. And um, he was drawing a ring on a little plate. And it's the plate that he's going to present the wedding ring on. And then there's a little lid that goes over it. And he says that he wanted to include the kids and basically ask for their blessing and, uh, you know, make them feel like a part of it. And it was so nice. They they hugged him and said, you know, we love you. And um, he said, oh, do you have any advice for me marrying your mom? And the daughter, the teenage daughter is so cute. She's like, oh, have a lot of patience and, you know, listen to everything she says. And it's just really cute. And so good. He is going to propose pretty soon and the kids are going to be there as well. Got it. Because I know we saw in a preview next week that Gabe asks Isabel's dad for like permission, I guess, or not permission, but, you know, blessing and doing the kind of traditional thing. I know we see that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's never speak too soon when it comes to 90 day, but I think it's going to be smooth sailing. Yeah. I think that that, um, Isabel's dad is going to be like, fine. I think they're going to get married. But if that's the case, TLC, I want you to show us this. Absolutely. It's a success. Wrap it up, move on. Because we have so much drama when it comes to Strange Beautiful. We haven't even met, you know, Debbie hasn't even met the parents yet. We don't know. She hasn't fallen off the donkey yet. We have so much going on there. We're going to have Chris and Jamie blowing up at each other. We have Danielle and Johan. Johan's going to kill this friend of Danielle's. We have... Nicole and Mahmoud running around Egypt. Like, there's a lot of good situs to get into. Jen and Rishi, I mean, we can't even start. There's too much. So if Gabe and Isabella are going to be smooth sailing, fine. But they're going to have to exit early because we don't we don't have time for the good ones. It's nice to have them peppered in here and there, the, right? the good couples, yep. just to restore our faith in humanity again sure. after we watch certain people. Ed. Sure. But... Mm. uh you know, yeah, I agree. Let's, you know, let's wrap it up. Let's move on. We want to see what we came here to see. Exactly. What we pay good subscription money for, for Peacock or Discovery or whatever it's on. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, that was kind of everything. So I think mm-hmm. next, I feel like next week they're going to maybe get a little bit of a break because we've got so much to get in with the other ones. Yeah. Um, let's go to, I want to save Jen and Rishi for last. Let's get into Danielle and Johan. Perfect. So she's now living in the DR in the, <laughs> in the apartment with her 20 suitcase. <laughs> I, the first scene we see, and you know I love my Danielle. I love her so much because I just want to squeeze her. She's just obsessed with how small she is. Anyway, so she's in there and she's unpacking just this these mountains of clothes. And the first thing she pulls out of a suitcase is a license plate. Her New York car license plate and she's like by the way i'm surprised she has a car in new york most new yorkers don't i found that really strange anyway but anyway she picks up the car the license plate and she's like oh well i was supposed to mail this before i left i wonder if the dominican republic have post boxes or mailbox what do you call me mailboxes sorry you're a teacher, Danielle. I just want to understand that you are a teacher and you're asking if the Dominican Republic has mail. Just, just, just No, it. they they send everything by carrier pigeon. Absolutely. Smoke My two can. Carrier pigeons. Yeah. 
<laughs> now, what we didn't get clarification of is we see them in this apartment, and this apartment, Kate, I thought it looked it looked similar to the one that they had looked at that had a load of expats. It was like two thousand American dollars a month, but we didn't get clarification. All she says is Johan picked out the apartment, but I don't think we're going to stay here long term. That's kind of what we got in the apartment, right? Yeah, they didn't give us a tour by any means. It was just her against the wall. So I wasn't really sure. But I assume if he picked it out, it probably wasn't the expensive one. But it did look nice. I don't know. It did. Um, And of course, he wasn't paying because we get to the scene where she comes out, out there and they're chatting. And by the way, still, Danielle is saying in, in the confessional, she's like, we haven't really talked to you. We do need to get finances sorted out and how much he's going to contribute danielle he's already told you at this point it's not his fault because he's come forward and said i have no money and i'm not going to give you any money you have to pay for everything right and you move down there um yeah but i I think he he's he's pretty straightforward about things honestly even if it's not a great opinion that he has Uh, or you know he pretty much says what it is he does he does and and he, they're sat there they're talking about stuff and then the lights go out and he's like she's like why did they go out she oh she said that was um oh well we'll get to the they did have a reading as well but but yeah the the apartment the, the lights go out she says see that was that was dios that was god and he goes uh you have to pay the electricity bill and she's like why didn't why didn't you let me know we had to do this he's like mm, did i but you have to pay it there's no shame there's not an ounce of shame with them tells it like (laughs) he is awful he's awful Mm. she does some annoying things in this episode too i thought um so later not the reading Mm. so yeah what what is this part i was kind of distracted during this and i keep forgetting to write down the faith that danielle follows because it's not iftar it's it's something i I was reading about it and after one of the episodes it's really interesting but Mm. she follows this religion that is not very well known and we met baba before which is her um her spiritual leader and then Mm -hmm. she's a spiritual mentor as well that led her into this religion um and she's she follows this religion and as we've seen her before at the botanica and like doing a lot of spiritual kind of blessings and things like that we meet baba and baba is going to give a reading to johan so they're on skype and baba and part of the way he reads is he has a chain with knots in it and he's reciting um something and then the way the chain lands dictates what he has to say to the person he's reading and so he starts telling johan that he has that he needs to not eat mushrooms and he could choke on a fishbone that was about it um they said that he has problems like he has to watch his throat um that he may choke and that was kind of it in the reading it kind of reminds me. Do you have that app CoStar? No, I remember everyone talking about CoStar. I remember that on the, on this. So it's an astrology app, right? For anyone who doesn't know, and every day it says do's and don'ts. Like, let me pull mine up really quick oh, because really, it's so seemingly random. Which I um, you know what? I might have to download that after this. 
Yeah, it's interesting. You can see other people's full charts and then it tells you your compatibility in all the different areas. It's 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 interesting to look at with people you know. Remember co-star. Yeah. So I'm loading mine up right now. Um be like, do a podcast. Don't (laughs) not do a podcast. (laughs) So today mine says, do cotton broad strokes decompress don't hot takes Uh oh nitpick strong oh. sense we get literally two of the three of this podcast of what you should <laughs> be doing today i won't light a candle i guess but yeah yes. it's it's seemingly random but anyway that's what it reminds me of mm-hmm. just kind yeah. of like don't eat this and you're like oh yeah because she was told the famous thing she was supposed to plant a banana tree or a banana when she went over there the first time and it's um what came out of this they kind of have it and he and and johan was open to it Mm -hmm. um but she says you know i'm glad you're open and we're not on the you know what do you think about joining the religion he's like whoa you know i have my own religion you know whatever then she says something that's so interesting came in the confessional and this had really blown me away she said, we've only known each other for a year. And in a year, they've got married and she's moved her entire life down there. And I know in the scheme of things, you'll say, well, you look at Jamie and Chris, that isn't a lot. But for some reason, Daniel and Johan, I thought, were a lot longer. But she just traveled to the Dominican Republic, met him at the hotel, and then have has gone back and forth to the Dominican Republic so many times was on has been on two tv shows about their love got married to him and now she's moved down there and she's done that in a year really so she said and i was like did i hear that right i thought that they knew each other longer than a year that's what i thought maybe i misheard that but i swear she was like in a year of knowing each other because she seemed that she met him on holiday then she was in love in paradise Mm -hmm. when did we watch that hmm Definitely was filmed 2022. Okay. And I would say this, if this is airing now, this was probably filmed at the end of 2022. And maybe Love and Paradise was the beginning of 2022. Yeah. That's probably what I think. But I was just like, whoa, these two are a lot. And I forget, Johan's only 32. Anyway, so because they go up their anniversary. Yeah, that's how I know it is. It says they tied the knot in November 2021. 21, okay. So maybe it's a year. If they were filming it in November 2022, that would be a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Keep talking. Go, I'll, yeah, I'll find this. We go off the year anniversary. We see that. And they're like, it's our anniversary. We're going to go out. And she, um, they go out to eat dinner. And then they start a conversation, which is the worst thing to start on an anniversary an anniversary dinner. She says, um, you know, I'm I'm okay with you. Are you okay with me having friends that are men? Yeah. Are you, you need to be okay with me having friends that are women. And she's like, of course, you can go out with your female friends. No, Johan. No. And he's like, okay. And then she goes swiftly on to, by the way, my friend's in town. And he, and it turns out it's a woman, it's a guy that she used to date. And he's visiting the DR. And they get into this horrible argument on the anniversary dinner about her going to see him. And he's like, it's disrespectful. 
I don't want you to go and do that. I don't want you to go and hang out with him. And she's like, but it's with me and you. And he's like, you used to date him. I don't want you to go and see him. Why do you need to see him? And that was their anniversary dinner. Yeah, I didn't. It's not so much that she wants to see him and feels like she should be able to be friends with her ex and everything. It's the way that she phrases it and presents it. And then she goes back on what she said. So she's so she says to him because he's like, when did you talk to him and how did you talk to him? She says, yesterday he messaged me on Instagram and she says, oh, well, I told him I'm married, so I need to check with my husband. And if it's okay with him, it's okay with me. And she presents it like, is it okay with you? If it's not, no problem. I won't go. And then when it's not okay with him. Then she fights tooth and nail. Well, why? And um, it's not weird in my country to do this. And she just goes on and has all these reasons. And it's like, well, if that's how you feel, then present it that way at first. Don't be like, oh, well, you know, I want to respect how you feel. And if you're if you're not comfortable with it, then I won't. And that's what I told him. Yes. And he's like, okay, I'm not comfortable with it. And she's like, well, why? And is stomping her feet. So I don't know. I think it's just the presentation of it that kind of bothered me. It is. And it was just like ended up being like this horrible dinner. And so they have they then we finish that. And then do we see anything more from them or is it just what's coming up next week? That was that was it was that scene, yeah. That was it. So we learned with Danielle and Johan this week, she forgot to return her license plates. He cannot eat mushrooms and he may choke on fish bones. And she wants to see her ex-boyfriend. And we already know that the ex-boyfriend's gonna appear because we because production showed photos of the ex-boyfriend. So we're like, oh, he's in. He's yep. in. His his image is for use. So that's going to be interesting next week. Um, I want them to talk more about, like, I want her, I want them to talk. Wait, we haven't seen the butcher shop in a while. We need to see what's going on with the butcher shop. Yeah. We need to find out if they're actually planning to have a baby. That's all been forgotten about as well. You know, Daniel just seems to just, uh, just let it go. Just go with the fly, man. You know, just go with the fly. She says, oh, if this kind of thing is going to bother him, me hanging out with my ex, then, you know, we're going to have a lot of problems our entire relationship. And it's like, why why do you insist on being with someone that you fight with every day? Nothing. There's no forethought. There's just no forethought in anything. It's uh-uh. like, eh, maybe. We'll see how it goes. Um, talking of no forethought, let's go over to Egypt. Now, last week was a big one because we saw Mahmoud and Nicole get in a terrible fight. Mahmoud left her at the hotel. Then we see Mahmoud's brother. And, Mah- and we just see Nicole still just sat like a frail little bird um, in the hotel lobby. And she's like, I'm here and, you know, I don't even know how to get home. And I just left my, I just have my cell phone. Blah, blah, blah. Mahmoud's brother is with Mahmoud and saying, listen, you can't leave your wife in the middle of nowhere. Like, you can't just, you need to go back and get her. And I mean, his brother just was such a shining star this episode. And yeah. he goes, come on, you need to go and get her. So he goes and he's telling, he's like, listen, she's come to this country. We want her to love this country. And you're making it miserable for her. You need to treat, you need to teach her the ways and the culture because she doesn't know. She's an immigrant. She's foreign. She doesn't know these things. You need to teach her. 
and you can't leave her alone and you need to treat her like a queen. You need to make sure she's your priority mm-hmm. and just these wonderful things. And, and, you know, he is speaking to something he knows so much about because his wife is originally from China mm-hmm. and we find out so much more about him this way. And I'm, I really love him. So he's like, you know, stop being a boy and blah, blah, blah. They go back and he reveals something. He's like, Mahmoud's never had a girlfriend he doesn't know women and i'm like uh this all makes a lot of sense also he he doesn't get out much or know much about anything he said he is at home and he goes to work that's all he's ever done he's never dated anyone and i was like okay makes so we got so much clarity so then we go and um we see Mahmoud's brother sit down with um nicole and say listen you tell me what's going on what's going on i want to fix this for you i want to fix this Forget him. He needs to listen to you and he needs to do what's right. And it really helped Nicole a lot. And it was lovely. He goes, you're my sister now. You're my sister. And she said that really made me feel included and all of this. Then he goes, all right, you two, you need to talk. So Mahmoud sits down. Within five minutes, they're like, yeah, we definitely need to get divorced. Um, Fine, I'm going to go and get my stuff. I'm going. And then Mahmoud's brother comes back and goes, what's going on? What are you guys doing? Like, this is silly. This is ridiculous. And somehow, like... It's just, look, I know what it's like. We all, I'm sure everyone listening to this knows what it's like. You're in a relationship. Your gut knows it's not right. You should just get out of it. And these are relationships where you, where we haven't moved countries for. So Nicole is sat there and everything is just going, this is never going to work out long term. It's just never, ever going to work out. Everyone can see it. You know it in the pit of your tummy, that feeling at night, you know it's wrong. He knows it's wrong, yet we just keep putting a plaster over it, a Band-Aid on it. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keeps it another sorry. Then tomorrow's another argument. Then it's another makeup. Then it's another argument. This isn't living. This isn't a relationship. She's exhausted to the bones. You can see it in her face. I know. And so, yeah, the brother Ahmed, I think, right? Um, Ahmed, he is, you're right, the MVP. (sighs) of this whole family. He's the oldest, I believe. And you can tell he has so much more emotional intelligence than Mahmoud. And at first I was like, okay, he's simplifying the problem. And I still think that maybe he doesn't understand the depths of their issues and how bad it can get between them. Cause he's, he's very much like, Oh, we can solve this. Let's go home, go to bed and you'll be fine tomorrow. And it's like, I don't think they will, but I appreciated him smoothing it over and making her feel more comfortable because she's all alone in this country and um, her husband's being a jerk the whole time. Yeah. So eventually he's like, come on, come on, just stand up and say you're sorry to her. And he's like, oh, don't make me. Uh, He really is like a little boy. And he stands up. He's like, I'm sorry, my love. And she's like, "Okay, and I'm tired. Let's go to bed. So then they go the next night or soon after they go to like a cafe to uh, play backgammon and have tea or whatever with um, Ahmed and his wife and their kid. And love her. Love her. What? I mean, they're a great couple. Yeah. They are a couple that deeply respect each other, that love each other. And that woman standing there, I'm thinking, she knows three languages. You know how I'm just obsessed with people that are fluent. Like, it's just such an amazing skill to have she's whether she speaks uh, you know uh whether it's mandarin i believe or cantonese i'm not sure and arabic fluently and english fluently i'm just like 
She's amazing. She's great. They're all playing games. The child's there who look like a lovely little girl, very polite, just having a, you know, just, I love seeing children like that. And um, they were playing and, you know, there was an essence, like I was watching Nicole and I was like, you know, we definitely feel sorry for her a little bit because of everything she's going through, but also there, you can see she's eager for it to work but she's not being realistic. You know, she's smiling and she's like, oh, it's so nice. This is something we can do together. And and then um, Ahmed was like, well, um, you know, I remember when, because he, it, it was revealed he lived with, he lived in China for a while with his wife's parents. That was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, and I had tequila and they were all kind of laughing about that. And, and Ahmed's wife was like, I don't really like wearing the scarf either, but you know, whatever. And they were all kind of giggling and they had this rapport and it was nice. And he looked at Nicole and she was like, okay, maybe this will work work maybe this will work but it's not gonna work no it's not. it's not this was a brief moment of peace in an otherwise turbulent and doomed relationship and doomed relationship did we get a next week with those two i don't think we did did we uh let me see i don't think so yeah the last note i have is that the brother and his wife are able to merge cultures and change things in their lives for each other without resenting yeah. each other because they have actual love between them they do and and there was just a there was a respect and it was very yeah. interesting because he had gone over to um he had gone over to uh china as well so i think that helped a lot you know um Ahmed was shook that his brother had had tequila I mean, he's just a very, as Ahmed said, just a very naive, knows nothing about the world, just knows nothing about the world. I didn't peg Nicole to be a beer girl. I know, I was very interested in that, but she could, because she's so tiny that she just shares a beer or maybe, oh no, I guess that's American term, share a beer with my dad. It means like drink a beer while he's reading. Yeah, I wouldn't see her doing that. I wouldn't see her doing that either. But you know, she's surprising us, Kate. At every turn every so, turn that was so that were those two i don't know if we might get a break i think we'll get a break from them next week because we had two heavy episodes of those two um who we won't get a break from and i'm very happy to hear <laughs> jen and rishi right we are back in oklahoma we see jen on the foot fa- working on the farm farm girl she is be- she revealed she's been back in oklahoma from india for three months they have reinstated her 10-year visa God knows how she got any of that done. I, I, I am probably anyway. She's got it done. She is um about to head back to India, and um you know she's there in the farm, and she's we see her packing and talking to her parents, and then she's on Skype and um she's skyping with her two good friends. By the way, where do these friends live? That she has to Skype them because she not go and see them. I guess they're out of town, aren't they? They Maybe. came into that town one she's- time. Yeah, she seems to have lived a lot of places. Maybe there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's chatting with them, and remember, this is the girl that had done the catfishing for Rishi before Jen left for India. And she said, um, you know, she communicated with him, and he had kind of been like, "Where do you live?" And a little bit flirty, a little bit inappropriate, definitely inappropriate. And so Jen's like, "Well, guys, got my visa reinstated. I am heading back to India. I'm heading back to be with Rishi." Then the friend lets her know. She didn't tell her before she got on the plane, but really moments, days before she got on the plane to go to India the first time, 
Rishi responded to the DMs. He responded with a photograph of him half naked in a towel. Plus a conversation which we did not see, which I'm kind of angry about. I wanted to see the conversation because the friend said he asked, when are you coming to... She said, I'm coming to Jaipur. And he said that they could meet up. Then, but we didn't see that. We only saw the photo because the friend said then somehow he found out I was your friend, but she was using a catfishing account. That doesn't make sense. And he blocked me. I thought that was that, that part of the story didn't make sense to me. I think that kind of thing can be figured out. She was probably on the fake account liking Jen's photos or something. Wasn't sophisticated catfishing. Yeah. It wasn't like we would do. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Now, Explain to me your reaction, Kate, to Jen's reaction when she sees this. At first, I was pleasantly surprised that she was having the correct reaction, which is she tells us, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. And then about five minutes later or five seconds later, I was disappointed again because she goes, but... I just can't cut it off right now because I got to go back and talk to him in person. And I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I at first was like, oh, maybe. And uh, no. no, I'm I cannot put my finger on her facial expressions. And we delve into this a little bit in the last episode. It's as though she what did I say? here? It's as though she is acting. This is my notes. When she says. So she's being shown, she's holding the camera up and she's just like, look, look, this is what Rishi sent me. And she's like, wait, when was this? And her facial expressions are, wow, like I'm acting the part of what, how somebody behaves if they're shocked and upset. Like, I can't put my finger on how very, very odd, her whole facial expressions are bizarre. But her way of speaking, her tone, I, I i think what I've gathered is she's a very, very, very insecure woman. She does not have a lot of self-confidence. She cannot articulate her pro- herself properly, probably never has in relationships with men. And even in this situation, she's just like, wow, man. And I'm like, is she- what? I can't make head and tails of her. I think that she is, I think she, at the same time she was reacting, was thinking about how she can spin this to them to still justify going. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. She's upset, but she's also like, I'm still going to (laughs) go. Yeah. So she's like, what do I I say? And like, um, that's how I took it. And but yeah, her facial expressions themselves, she really kind of chews on her words. And, yeah, uh. that's a good way of saying it. She does. She chews it up. And it's you're going there's not like a it's everything's delayed by a couple of seconds. And it's as though you're right, she's thinking how I don't know whether she's aware of the camera or she's I just think she's never had a chance to articulate herself properly and can't. And so she just, it's weird. Her reactions are really strange. Um, Sometimes. But then I think of the moment on the roof with him where she was very clear. She was like, 
just be honest with me and tell me if you saw anyone in the past two years. Just tell me because I just want to know. However, he has those moments. But his reaction was the most non-committed. It was like, well, I mean, no, I, I, I mean, you know, no, I, I have, I've just been working, and and she doesn't pick him up on that. He just barely says no, barely she, says. She no. just, she just wants him to tell her what she wants to hear. She's going to be clear about it so that she can tell her friends. Look, I asked him, and he mm. told me no, because they're like, why do you trust this guy? And she's like, well, he yeah. hasn't given me any reason to doubt him or think that he would have ever cheated on me. And her friends are looking at her like, are you for real? So she ends up going. She's on the way there with her sister-in-law and telling her sister-in-law all about this shirtless photo. She shows her the photo. She says, that's not even a swimsuit photo. He's naked in that photo. And this is a lot of red flags, understatement of the century. And so she ends up going anyways and then we cut to a scene at the gym. I could have put my friend. I could have put my fist through the screen and punched him. He sat there at this gym with this friend of his, this female friend who is brilliant. She calls him out completely, yeah. asking him about you know Jen coming over. So have you ever cheated? No, no, no. Well, when we go out to clubs, you always disappear and you're always surrounded by women and you're always. And he's smiling that entire time. Kate, I would have knocked him out. I think I with his eye, you could tell with his eyes, he was looking at her like, stop talking. Yep. yep. I would have knocked that guy out. He's like smiling and like, no. He's been cheating on Jen every single opportunity he's had. And God knows his on the on Instagram as well. This is just in person he's been cheating on her. Can you imagine on Instagram the amount of women he's speaking to? Oh, everyone that talks to him. And then the friend like has her confessional and she's like, no, I don't believe him. No, I don't believe he he likes to go with women and that's who he is. I mean, she's like anyone in my position would feel the same way that there's no way he hasn't been cheating on her. There's so much she wasn't even saying, and she said a lot. She said, and a she lot. said that's a good. She said a lot. I mean, then Jen's going to go over. We see you next week. That is going to be a heavy Jen and Rishi episode next week. They go over, and you know she's going to confront him. I don't know how this confrontation is going to go down, but it's not going to be good, and I'm going to be frustrated at Jen because she's. I feel as though he's going to. She'll get angry. But he'll manipulate her. He's not a good guy. And you know what? All this bullshit. She was sat at that dinner table, sat with her parents before she went, right? And her, her mum and her brother leaving the farm in Oklahoma. And she said, well, they put out, you know, plates of cookies on the dinner table. And she said, I'm, I'm going because, you know, he hasn't, you know, he, he, he has spoken about going to tell his parents about us at some point. And when he proposed to me in the street last time, it was so romantic. No, it wasn't. And, and what oh, you- Polly, don't forget, he reproposed. He reproposed yeah. since she's been there. So that's a pretty big deal. I it's I sad. can't imagine how frustrating that would be if that was someone you love doing that. 
yeah, these those friends, the friend who catfished. Oh, oh she was mad in her you good. Just... That's exactly how I would be. If exactly. you were doing this and you were heading off to India, I would be on a plane, I would be in the plane seat next to you, and I would be lecturing you the entire way. You'd have to get a restraining order against me because I wouldn't let you do it. I'd be like, yeah. it's black and white. It's black and white what this guy is doing. He's cheating on you constantly. He's never going to tell his parents. You're never going to get the approval and you're never going to marry him. What more do you want, Jen? Period. It was, it. it was also very telling. I thought that the that Rishi's friend was like, and why haven't you told your parents? If I was dating someone and they wouldn't tell their parents about me, I would not want to be with them. She's coming mm-hmm. all, all the way across the world leaving her whole life and you won't even tell your family about her. And I thought that was so telling because he presents it like, no, this is how it is for every family here. It's going to be so bad when I tell them they're going to reject me. And did we see that, you know, with Summit and Jenny? Mm. Yeah, we did. Mm. But it's not like that with every single family there. It's not. And I liked that she pointed that out. I know. Oh, Jen. And of course, Jen's 10 years older than him. I mean, I I forget all of it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got some girlfriend that we find out about as well, like a full long-term girlfriend. I wouldn't be surprised by that either. He is just a monster. And I'm worried about Jen. Does she annoy me? Yes, all the time. And I don't understand her face. But I really love, I just love Jen. And I'm annoyed with her. And I wanted to get her shit together. And I'm not out of there. But I feel like we're going to get to this reunion and it's probably being filmed now. When, oh, no, they film it at the end of the season, I guess. So, it's, and, and she'll be saying the same stuff. She'll be, seeing, she'll be seeing even worse stuff that he's done and still saying the same stuff. The only couple that would frustrate me more if they're still together would probably be Nicole and Mahmoud. Because they're okay, just they so, I okay. mean... I'm telling you, because remember I went on their Instagram and it was Valentine's Day of this year and both of them had posted. She doesn't post a lot and he doesn't post a lot, but she'd posted, happy Valentine's Day to the love of my life, my husband. They're together. Did they have to post that for the show? Yeah, I know. I know you don't uh, know. Really. We'll see. It'll be very interesting to see how this all plays out. It's, it's, this season is still, it's very interesting to me you know some of the seasons kind of piddle out and they're not as fun to watch but it's, i'm on the edge of my seat this is going and going and of course next week we'll get some more strange beautiful with osama and debbie which we cannot wait to see because we've got to meet mom and dad we've got to right. meet mom and dad right and but not before we see him he's reciting a poem for his strange oh. beautiful i believe that's what we saw in the preview and Stop. She is so she's so taken by this. Um, I I saw someone online mentioned like, what if it was a guy and a young girl? And it, I have to tell you, it's kind of ruined them for me thinking of it that way. So they if were like, it was a young girl in Morocco, a twenty-four-year-old girl, young girl, and it was a how old is she? Sixty-seven. Look, your old man. I was like, ooh, that would be a little. But when it comes to Debbie and Osama, they have their strange, beautiful, and they have their art and their poetry and their love, and they are magical. They are timeless with his fedoras and her statement necklaces. It's <laughs> it's it's a love that transcends time. 
Okay. Okay. Thank you. We'll roll with that for now. Thank you. Um, <laughs> guys, listen, before we go, we need to make, we should have done this at the top of the show, but hope, hopefully some of you are still listening. Um, we need to let you know about our giveaway. We are releasing this show right now, tomorrow, um, well, today, which is the 4th of April, Tuesday, the 4th of April. We have a giveaway that is going to close at midnight on Thursday, this coming Thursday. If you are in the Los Angeles area, we have a set of tickets uh one of which will be mine um to a very important show this coming saturday in los angeles now the show guys if you're fans you listen to this of vanderpump rules we all know the scandal tom sandoval is performing at the canyon club this saturday now we are not fans of tom however we are not going to bash him we got our hands on a set of tickets and we want to give away one of those tickets to one of you listeners in the LA area to come and meet me at, oh that sounds like oh what, what a dream oh meet me yes that's that's the lower end of this prize okay it will be with me unfortunately you come meet me at the Canyon Club and we have a Vanderpump Rules night so we will go and wit- bear witness to what's going to happen at the show because I can guarantee you we're not going there to listen to Tom Sandoval. We are going there to be agents in the field. We are going there to see how the how the crowd reacts. This is his first LA performance since the Scandal broke. So um, it's a free ticket. You're going to meet up with me at the Canyon Club. We will go and have a very, very good evening. All you have to do to qualify to get one of these tickets is go to our Patreon and become a member. Now, our Patreon, just to refresh your memory, is only five bucks a month, five whole American dollars a month. With that, you get our two regular shows plus an extra show on our Patreon that's only available to Patreon members. Um, it is covering Vanderpump Rules every week, and it is, it's the live video of Kate and I recording the show. So it's not just audio. You're getting that. You're getting the two shows and three shows a week for five bucks a month. Go to patreon.com. Check out um, Tender, put in Tender Loving Care podcast, sign up. As soon as we get your name and email, you'll be put into the draw, which we will draw at by midnight on Thursday. We will notify you if you are a winner. And then we will go and have a rollicking good time in Los Angeles this coming Saturday, the 8th of April. What a dream. I'm so jealous of whoever oh, gets to go. I know. Nights I know. out with Polly are the best. all right guys so thank you so much for listening don't forget to go to our instagram tender loving care podcast email us tender loving care podcast at gmail.com thank you we love you kate any parting words we love you strange beautiful fans Mm, (laughs) listeners strange strange beautiful (laughs) bye guys bye